Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. Welcome back. I know we're all busy, and I know there are a lot of things that you could be doing right now other than listening to this podcast, but my prayer is that you will hear my heart in um, just the next few minutes. I was recently serving with a team of pastors, and they were discussing about the reopening of the churches. They're going to have to look to the authorities over this matter and see what they suggested because that was the best place to start. And then, of course, the pastors knew that they were going to have to take responsibility to ensure that this was done because the members or the guests would certainly be looking to them so they could come back to church and it would be a safe environment. And they talked about sanitizing all areas of the church. They knew they had to sanitize the doorways and the doorknobs, the pews, the platform, the Sunday school rooms, even the coffee stations, and and right on. What were they going to do about all of those? And one person even talked about how difficult it was to find supplies and even recommended a various resource that might be a possibility for churches to reach out to, to sanitize various rooms or things in their church. And they talked about how they would certainly have to educate the people about that they had provided this to be a safe and clean environment. They'd taken the necessary measures and they'd put them in place. And um, they would have to encourage the members how they could help make all this happen. And so the discussion went on and on and on like this. And in my mind, I was processing the reality of all of this. And I knew that we must do this for safety for our church. But in my heart, I was crying out, God, please sanitize your church, your people. God, clean us up. And yes, I said us, clean us up, all of us, because we are the church. And that God has to clean us up. And I thought about the prayerlessness. We've not been a church that was a house of prayer, as Matthew recorded the words of Jesus. And Jesus quoting the prophet Isaiah when he said that my house shall be called a house of prayer. We, we've got to be careful about returning back to a church where prayer is the priority and ask God to forgive us for not doing that and, and sanitize that part of our programming in the church because see we're good about pulling out our calendars and we put on our calendars the Sunday school social gathering at the lake and yet we never or hardly ever take out our calendars to reserve the next prayer meeting and yet it should be a priority and pride strangles us as we sit in the pew Sunday after Sunday, and there are hurting people, there are hurting family members, they are drowning in sinful behaviors. 
And yet our pride keeps us from humbling ourselves and being broken from the sin that harbors over us. We need to cleanse ourselves of slothfulness. We're lazy about, we just have to admit it, we are lazy about reading the Word and studying the Word. And we know that because we're not living truth. And we're not living truth because we know very little of truth. And so we try to take a few morsels of the Word on Sunday morning that's fed to us, and we try to feed on that all week long and claim that we are nourished by those few morsels. And yet God is wanting us to feed ourselves on the Word daily and not just depend on the few morsels that we get on Sunday morning. We need to cleanse ourselves of that. We need to cleanse ourselves of selfishness because I believe selfishness has, has corrupted a lot of us. And I'm first in the front of the line. How many times have we been more thoughtful about when the sermon was going to end? More so about being thoughtful of a church member sitting in the pew that we know is struggling and we know that they need prayer and we're more thoughtful about ourselves getting out of the church service than we are going and kneeling at the altar with our friend who is struggling and praying over that person just so they can make it one more day willing to give of ourself of our time humbling ourselves before god and thinking more of that hurting church member than ourselves. We need to sanitize ourselves for the lack of the fear of God. We've convinced ourselves that we can keep hiding in our deep sins from God and God will excuse us while we're sitting proudly in the pew and we're pretending to be hearing the word without any conviction of the heart. You may ask, now how can I say all this? How can I see this and how can I say all this? Well, I will tell you, it's real clear to me. It's clear to me because God flashed back before me all the times in my own life that God allowed circumstances to come into my life where he was gracious and merciful to me and he gave me grace to sanitize my own heart of these very things. And then constantly bringing my heart back before God and asking Him to keep me clean and not slip back into these ways. So I wondered if God was on that team of pastors discussing about how to sanitize the church, what would God say? Well, I tell you, you only have to look to the Word of God to know exactly the wise counsel that God would speak into that matter. So how would God cleanse the doorways and the doorknobs? How would he do that? The word would tell us to invite the Holy Spirit to open the doors of the church. And I have long thought to myself since all of this coronavirus that God may not have the church doors slung open just yet because he's waiting on the Holy Spirit to open the doors rather than the church authorities. He wants the Holy Spirit to come with a rush of the wind and open the Holy Spirit. 
Because see, the Holy Spirit wants to be welcomed back into the church. So the church can move and operate by the power of the Holy Spirit and not a man-made formality that we follow going through some motions without the movement of the Holy Spirit of God. And I know the Holy Spirit already. We can't physically see the Holy Spirit. It's a person. Scripture tells us that we're to welcome the Holy Spirit, that, that He is our helper. John 14, 16 and 17 said that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to abide with us forever. That, that includes today. And that's the Spirit of truth. So that we know Him and we know Him because He dwells with us and He dwells in us. So we must let the Holy Spirit cleanse the doorway and the doorknobs. And open up the door for us, and we don't even have to be consumed about touching it. How do we cleanse the pews? I recall the group talking about the pews that needed to be cleaned each time before they were used by the church members and the guests. Well, that's exactly right. Each one of us sitting in the pews, we must be willing to search our own heart daily and every Sunday before we come into the church. I, I recall a pastor said one time, oh, an individual that our family just respects so much because they just preached truth, the Word of God, and let truth do the work in our heart. But they preached one time and said that the altar needed to be out in the parking lot. And out in the parking lot so that people could get their heart right, their heart cleaned up. Hey, I would say sanitized right there. Get their heart clean so that they were then, they then could come into a holy sanctuary. You see, with our heart right, we're not just sitting in the pew looking around to see who there, who there might need to clean up their heart or clean up their attitude. But we're looking within Asking God, search me, oh God. Clean me, oh God. Give me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me, oh God. As David cried out in Psalm 51. I believe that God would clean up the platform. The Holy Spirit would sweep away all the entertaining performance, the emotionless preaching, and restore true worship that exalts the Lord. The word says that God is seeking true worshipers. And he said, all who come before him, you must realize that God is a spirit and all who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. This is what Jesus was talking about and recorded by John in the fourth chapter of John. But you see, we've got an enemy that has raised up among us humanism which has crept into the church and really unrecognized in many ways. And it operates to stir the emotions. So by stirring the emotions, we can camouflage the hurt and the hopelessness and the discouragement and, and just push it down into the very depths of our heart so that we don't deal with that. And we stir the emotions long enough to get us through one more day. And all its purpose to do is to bring death to God's true worship. See, God demands preaching of the word with power and a holy boldness that will convict and direct 
the heart for godly living so that we want to live the Word of God. And it all starts with the Word piercing through like a sharp two-edged sword that breaks through the darkness and brings in the light. And may we as people, we need to come expecting nothing short of the whole counsel of God being preached that's truly directed from God's throne room, speaking through the godly pastor standing in the pulpit. Because after all, God knows the worship that he wants, that he wants to receive from us, and God knows the word that he wants preached. And that can only be led by the Holy Spirit of God. God wants to clean the carpet, and he wants to restore the altar. See, too much pride has literally removed the physical altar. And it's been replaced with the stage. God help us. In fact, many churches don't even have an altar. They don't even have a place for you to kneel, to humbly come before your beloved church members and humble yourself before them and ask God to intercede in your life. I would say if your church has an altar, pastors open it up. And then pastors who will stand on the authority of God's word. And they will stand on the authority of God's word preaching that until people respond on the altar. Now I tell you, there'll be a warning to this. It'll take some time. It will truly take a move of the Holy Spirit of God. But it'll take pastors preaching the word and then just waiting on the Holy Spirit to move. To move in the hearts of the individual people. So the pastors need to be patient. We as members need to be patient. Not pack us. Start packing up. When we start singing the song of invitation, getting ready to go, we must be patient. And allow the Holy Spirit to move. So as the altar has been opened up by the pastors, people can begin to respond because you see, pride has stolen the altar. And God has to have time to break through that pride so that, as Luke says in Luke 20, 18, that people can fall on the rock and be broken before the rock falls on them and grinds them to powder. And you see, I believe it'll take one person at a time. And Many times, only one true, broken, humbled person to come and fall on that altar for it to break through the floodgates so the altar will be open and restored with humility. People crying out to God, asking God to intervene in, in their individual life, intervene in their family, intervene in their home, to restore families, restore relationships, restore broken individuals. I got a real picture of this brokenness just this past weekend. I was visiting with my family, spending some time with my sisters, and I, I loved it. And during one conversation, I had a sister that... She was sharing with us an illness that she had one time. And she was so sick and so sick for a year. And doctors could not tell her what was the problem, any cure for it. She was so weak and she said, I could hardly go on. And she said, I didn't know what else to do except one Sunday. She said, I got up, I got dressed and I went to church. And she said, I fell on the altar. She said, I walked straight into the church sanctuary that day. 
I bypassed the pews. I didn't wait on the sermon, she said. She forgot about all the protocol that you were supposed to follow. She went straight to the altar and she fell down broken and she cried out to God, God, help me. And she said immediately a friend who was seated in the pew that day ran to her side, knelt down beside her and began to intercede for her. She wasn't concerned about what people thought about her. She just knew how desperate she was for God. And this friend saw her hurt. And this friend wasn't concerned about herself and her schedule of getting through the church sermon so she could get home and get about her Sunday afternoon. She just knew that the Holy Spirit of God prompted her to go kneel at the altar and pray for her friend. You see, a lot of us, we just don't know how desperate we are. We just don't know how desperate we are to get on the altar. And God is waiting. He is waiting for the altar to be sanitized, to be restored, the carpet to be cleaned, so we can fall on the altar in humility, God breaking through that pride and restoring us to a people where we know we are desperate for God and we once again fear a holy God. I wonder what would happen if the next time that the church doors opened and you too were not concerned about what people thought about you, but rather you were more concerned about how desperate you are for God, how desperate your family is for God, how desperate your city is for God. I believe that you too would bypass the pews and you wouldn't wait on the sermon. Perhaps you'd forget about all the protocol in your particular congregation and just fall on the altar and cry out to God. Many times you just have to simply say, God, help me, just like my sister did. And she got relief. She found God on the altar that day, and she got relief. And a friend was blessed because she had the opportunity to pray with her so that my sister could get relief from a holy God. You see, by us doing so, we just may be the one the Holy Spirit uses to open up the real church service. Wow, people, as I'm sitting here just processing all this, I think I now understand a little better what the pastors were talking about when they were discussing in this team meeting, sanitizing the church. They said this isn't going to be easy. They said it was going to take some work. And they even made the comment that it may take looking at doing church somewhat different. And you know what I say? Amen to that. It's going to take the pastors, those in authority. It's going to take all of us agreeing that we just need to sanitize the church so we can do church a little different. Because I believe God wants it to look a little different. God's waiting to clean it up 
so that the Holy Spirit is welcomed again. And it's truly led by the Holy Spirit of God with power so that we see the wondrous works of God that he's got stored up in heaven, just waiting to move in and among us. So I say in closing, God is waiting to open the church, but he wants it sanitized spiritually. And then he wants it to remain sanitized. I tell you, I purpose to do my part as led by the Holy Spirit. And my prayer is that you too will purpose to do your part. Because you see, I, I know the sooner that it's sanitized, the sooner that we will all experience true revival. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.